overcome. You're listening to the Overcoming Daily Podcast with Anna Johnson of sacredlifecoaching.com. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Anna began her journey of becoming the Overcomer Coach as a licensed clinical social worker investing over 10 years to helping others in the mental health field. In her experience as a therapist, she became aware that believers are struggling from the same issues as non-believers. Same issues as non-believers. As Anna sought wisdom on this matter, the Heavenly Father inspired her to give up her clinical career in order to serve the body as a coach, to help them in overcoming life and spiritual challenges through kingdom principles. Kingdom principles. And so, the Overcomer Coach was born. Enjoy today's episode, Overcomer. Here's your host of the Overcoming Daily Podcast, Anna Johnson. Shalom. Welcome to episode eight of Overcoming Emotional Challenges with Anna Johnson. My name is Anna Johnson, and I am your Overcomer Coach. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about overcoming confusion and chaos once and for all. Now, how many of you that are listening hasn't wrestled with being confused at some point in your life or feeling like your life is in utter chaos or you can't seem to just grasp hold of what God is calling you to do or what God is doing in your life or what's going on and what direction to go. Well, I think we've all been there time and time again. And I confess, I must be honest, I absolutely hate confusion and chaos because they tear things up, they can get us stuck, and they can create a lot of other emotions, a lot of difficult emotions and challenges and stumbling blocks for the believer. So why is it important that we understand the spirit of chaos and confusion? Well, chaos and confusion opens the door to so many emotions and spirits and challenges. It can even keep us in a stagnant place when God has called us to move. It can lead us to disobedience instead of obedience. It can lead to fear when we are to have courage. It can lead to a place of depression and sadness when we are to have joy. So let's just jump right into the material today. I'm going to start by defining chaos so that we make sure that we have a, a good understanding of what chaos is as far as I, how I am defining it today. And chaos can be defined as complete disorder, complete disorder and confusion. That's chaos. So we see that chaos actually has the word confusion in it. I like how in one place it is defined as utter confusion or disorder. To me, I look at chaos as like, confusion and disorder, but confusion on a high level. And confusion is defined as a lack of understanding, uncertainty. It could be a state of being bewildered or unclear in one's mind about something, right? Now, do these two spirits, does these two things help us grow and overcome? Or do these things try to overcome us? As I was meditating in my prayer space with Abba, I was thinking about just trying to recall where confusion and chaos has been used in scripture. 
And I quickly went to how how God had actually used confusion to he confused the tongues and the language, the Tower of, of Babel, and how he used confusion to overcome the enemies of Israel. So he used confusion so that Israel could be successful and, and obtain the promises that he had for them. Now we know that our God is not a God of confusion, but I but I share this to show you that chaos and confusion can be a instrument that the enemy utilizes to deceive us and to destroy us. Even if we go back into back to the beginning where sin entered in the, into the world, I do believe that there was confusion there because Eve knew what she was supposed to eat. But then that one question opened the door for deception because there was a little bit of confusion there, right? Well, did God really say, did he, did he say? And um, Eve was confused and therefore she became deceived. And therefore we, we see that sin entered into the world and, it, and the whole world just aches and cries for Messiah's return. So what does confusion sound like? Confusion sounds like, I don't know what to do. It can sound like multiple thoughts coming at you at one time. And then again, it can be just the absence of thoughts. And as a coach and coaching people, and even as a therapist, I've seen lots of confusion. And honestly, confusion, confusion gets people stuck or it causes them to make unnecessary mistakes. And see, when we are confused and we lack understanding or we have uncertainty and we're unclear in our own mind, then we are susceptible to the enemy infiltrating our minds. And so I do believe that the enemy uses a, he uses confusion against the children of God. He tries to confuse us so that he can infiltrate our minds, then infiltrate our choices and the rest is just the rest is just a done story, right? Like if he gets inside our mind, then he can impact our behavior, and then our impact, and then our behavior has consequences, right? And so we see we see even Satan. He, we see him utilizing confusion to deceive and to devour, to try to devour the children of God. And how many of us, when we're when we've been in a state of confusion, have made poor choices? or not made any choices at all, right? That's just a method that the enemy uses to try to take the children, the children of God down. Now, the spirit of chaos, you know, it can be utter confusion. And a lot of times if you, um, sometimes when you see people that are confused uh, in relationship or confused in business or confused in, in whatever place, you'll see that their life looks chaotic. Their life looks chaotic because there is confusion in their mind. For example, let's say someone that cannot decide what they want to, what kind of, what kind of thing, like what kind of uh, clothes they want to buy. They may buy nothing at all, or they may buy everything, right? And then they have, they don't have what they need, or they have more than they need. And then that just creates chaos. Okay. So wherever there's confusion, we will certainly see chaos. It will manifest. 
Or you'll see people in relationship and they don't know whether they want to be in the relationship or out of the relationship. And we'll see just chaos in their, in the, the relationship because the person is confused. And scripture tells us that our God is not a God of confusion or disorder, right? Now, I know earlier I mentioned that he has used confusion to confuse the enemies of Israel. But when you're his children, he doesn't use confusion. He, he doesn't confuse us. He encourages us. He guides us. His, he leads us in the way that we should go. There's no confusion in him. Now, I personally, one of the reasons why I hate chaos so much, and when I'm talking about chaos, I'm talking about disorder. I'm talking about disorder and just utter confusion in the atmosphere is that it, it can make it difficult to hear the voice of God. It can also, some people are triggered by chaos and that chaos causes their flesh to kind of surface and um, rise up. And so you may see that sinful nature trying to peep its head out, like being angry or irritable. And the enemy loves to, 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 to try to get us to fall into sin. He loves that because he is the accuser. So he takes those things that we are, 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 you know, our shortcomings because we all sin. We all fall short. And he goes to the father and he just accuses us. And I'm sure he embellishes his accusations against us because he is a liar. Matter of fact, scripture says he is the father of lies. So what do we do when we are hit with confusion and chaos? What do we do? I confess, I used to try to just push through confusion. I used to try to push through it. I used to try to push through chaos. I used to try to manhandle those things in the physical and the natural. But when there is a demon operating, in the midst of confusion and chaos, you are not going to be able to just manhandle your way through the situation. And that is an indicator that this is, this is demonic activity going on. This is spiritual warfare going on in the situation. As a homeschooling mama of six, a lot of times chaos and confusion likes to hit my home. And I used to get very frustrated because I would put all these physical things in place to try to run things orderly. And those tools were just not being effective. And finally, I just slowed down long enough to realize, wait a minute, this is spiritual warfare. And it's important that we recognize, you know, sometimes chaos and confusion, that is just self, it is self-inflicted. Meaning like maybe we procrastinate, maybe we don't do the things we should do to create order in our lives because that's our responsibility to create order in our lives, right? Um, it's our responsibility also to rebuke confusion and to build our life based upon the word of God and hold fast to the word of God and not get tied up on little details that the enemy may throw at us or even entertain ideals that are outside and contrary to what God has told us to do. See, when we entertain things that are con that are outside of what God told us to do, then we've just welcomed in confusion. And if we've welcomed in confusion, guess what? We just welcomed in the potential. The door is open for deception. And if the door is open for deception, then the door is open to disobedience. It is a domino effect. So what do we do with chaos and confusion? Let's talk about this. In my book, Eight Steps to Overcoming Every Life and Spiritual Challenge, I talk about 
the very first step, which is confess your need for God. And what prompted this book actually was I was having a day full of confusion and chaos. I couldn't seem to find my way. It was like, it was just like a storm going on around me. And it was just so much chaos as well in the physical, not just in the mental and emotional, but there was chaos in the physical. And I was just, just trying to control the, the storm. I was trying to control the natural and it wasn't anything natural that was really going on. I was under spiritual attack and I didn't realize it. And honestly, it was at that time that the eight steps to overcoming every life and spiritual challenge was downloaded from the Heavenly Father into my mind. And that first step is when chaos and confusion hits, the first step is to confess, it's to drop to your knees and cry out to the Father. And whether it's a physically dropping to your knees or a spiritually dropping to your knees, but you, you drop. Sometimes we, we operate from a place of pride, thinking that we can wrestle and combat this thing by ourselves. But if you see chaos and confusion coming, oh no, 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 no. Don't try to wrestle this thing. You know, get, get, get down low. Because what it, the, the visual that I got was like chaos and confusion coming and, and punching me and hitting me and kicking me in the ribs and, and doing all these things to me. And I just saw this need to like get down to the ground and lay flat before the father. And so the first step to dealing with chaos and confusion is confess your need for God. And that prayer sounds something like this, God, I need you. I don't know what's going on right now, father, but I need you. I need you. I need you. I was also reminded of the time that Messiah was on the water. He was walking on the water and he saw that there was a great wind. The sea arose by reason of a great wind. That's what it says in John 6, 18. And um, so he came down uh, and was walking on the water and he was not moved by that wind. He just walked right through it. And at first, everybody was afraid, right? Everybody was afraid, but he said, be not afraid. It's I, it's I. And we see Peter saying, "Um, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Messiah says, come. And Peter got down off the, out of that boat and walked on water and came towards Messiah came towards Yeshua. And when he saw the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink. But what did he do? So we see that, you know, his eye was focused. His eye was focused on Yeshua. But the minute that he started to pay attention to the wind, he became afraid. And as he became afraid, he began to sink. But Peter did walk on water in faith. And he did cry out, Lord, save me. And Yeshua did. So many of us are on a boat in the middle of a sea in this world, right? And our Messiah is not far off. He can see the wind blowing. He can see the, the chaos that the wind may be creating to our, our abode, our boat, right? And he walks in the midst of that. He walks in the midst of that to meet us and to support us in and through it all. And, you know, 
a lot of times we're going through confusion and we look to Messiah and we're trying to walk with him towards the vision that he's called us to go on. Uh, and we get afraid and we feel like we're sinking. We feel like we're going under, but it simply is as easy as saying, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Lord, I need you. So let's just break it down. Let me, let me give you some keys to overcoming. Number one, I want you to first recognize that chaos and confusion can be a spiritual, that it can be spiritual warfare. Go ahead and recognize that now so that when it happens in your life, you need to pause and you need to discern and evaluate. Is this something that is just natural or is it natural and spiritual? Now, like I say before, where we see certain things in the natural, they have a tendency to draw and attract spirits. Okay. So usually wherever you see something in the natural that's off, you're going to see a spirit behind it operating because the demonic realm is they're opportunists. They will chew and eat on anything they can chew and eat on. So they're just looking for an opportunity to sabotage our lives. Okay. And destroy our purpose. Another key to overcoming is just evaluate. Take a minute and evaluate right now today in your life, is there any areas of confusion and chaos? All right. So evaluate. The third step to overcoming is to repent. Go ahead and repent. You know, in that, that repent would be father, forgive me. You know, if you discover there's an area that you've been um, operating in that has basically fed chaos and confusion and went into agreement with the, with those spirits, that you would just repent and say, father, forgive me. Father, forgive me. And let, let's go back to evaluating. As you're evaluating whether these spirits are operating in your life and whether you are, like I said, in agreement with these through behavior and choices uh, and mindset, be sure to ask God to show you as you're evaluating. Ask God to give you eyes to see if you've been deceived with through confusion and chaos. And also, you know, in an evaluation, sometimes we can just look around. We can just look around. And we'll be able to see in the natural confusion and chaos. You know, like, why do I have five coats? Oh, my goodness, I really am confused about collar. Like, I, have, I can't make up my mind about collar. You're going to see this manifest. Or why isn't that I haven't, like, made a decision with my business? Well, there's an element of confusion there, right? Uh, the fourth step is just confess your need for God. Confess your need. Confess your need for him. And another key to overcoming is being still, okay? Being still in the presence of God. So asking God, you know, staying in his presence. And then um, the sixth step would be to write down whatever God has told you in that time, that quiet time. Write it down. Write it down. God has given me a lot of vision over the course of my time with him as I've become more and more mindful and intentional in my time with him. And he's given me a lot of visions, but what I've learned is, is those visions are often attacked, that the enemy will send confusion and chaos into your life and try to infiltrate your mind to try to get you to doubt the vision. So it's important to write the vision down. And lastly, but not all inclusively, but for the time, for the sake of time, the seventh key to overcoming is to obey. Make sure that you do what God has told you to do, what aligns with the vision that God's given you, okay? 
Do not allow the other spirits that chaos and confusion brings, like, such as fear, anxiety, depression. Do not let them take the steering wheel to your life and drive you where drive you wherever direction uh, they want to take your life. Don't let them do that. So obey, obey and execute, obey and execute the word that God has given you, the vision that God has given you. Okay. I hope this encourages you. Now let's just close with some scripture and prayer today. The key scriptures that I want you to, to focus on uh, that kind of goes with what we're talking about today is 1 Corinthians 14, 33. And it states, for God is not the author of confusion, confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. First Peter 5, 8 states, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking for whom he may devour. And then 2 Corinthians 2.11 states, In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. So we need to be sober and alert, always. So if the, wherever there's confusion and chaos, 10 to 1, the enemy is there. So we just need to just acknowledge that, be aware of that, evaluate, our, you know, are we operating in that? Uh, repent if we are. We need to confess our need for God immediately. We need to be still in his presence and await a word from him. And then we need to write that word down. And then we need to obey. We need to execute that word. And let us remember Peter. When Peter was looking at, when he was looking at Yeshua, when he was walking on the water with Messiah, and as long as he kept his eyes on him, the wind did not disturb him. The waves didn't disturb him. And so when confusion hits or when the attempt for confusion comes, meaning lots of thoughts, we need to push back those thoughts. And the way that we push those thoughts back is by we recenter our eye and our ear on God and God alone and all that he's told us to do and all that we're called to do and all the rest. It's not necessary. Imagine if Eve, when she was in the garden, would have just pushed back that thought. Like when I say push it back, like pushing it out of her, out of her atmosphere, out of her realm and just moving away from the enemy, from the serpent. When he said, did God really say? And just being like, yes, he did. And kept and kept on moving. He did say, he did say that I couldn't eat of this, of this fruit. So, all right. So let's, let's end with prayer. Father, Father, we thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you for each and every listener, Father. Father, forgive us for every time we've operated in confusion and chaos, Father, for you are an, you are a God of order. You are a God of, of peace. And Father, you're just with us and you're, you're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. And so, Father, I just pray that you forgive us. And I pray for your spirit of shalom and of understanding to fall upon each and every listener. Father, that their eyes would be opened, that their ear would be unclogged to your word, Father, and that their heart would receive you, Father. Father, we just I just thank you and I praise you and I give you the glory. In the mighty name of Yeshua. I pray and I thank thee. Hallelujah. This concludes episode eight of Overcoming Emotional Challenges with Anna Johnson. We have just one more episode left. You're not going to want to miss it. So until next time, have an overcomer day. I am cheering for you. Shalom. Shalom.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Overcoming Daily with Anna Johnson. Tune in again next time where Anna will continue to give you tips for overcoming daily. And to stay updated, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. You are an overcomer. You're called to overcome. And if you found value in this episode, please share it on social. Share it on social. Sign up for a free coaching session with Anna Johnson at sacredlifecoaching.com. Sacredlifecoaching.com. Until next time, have an overcomer day. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world.